0: Just wait till the vape warms up. It's going <laughs> to go wow wow wow. Eso. Eso mismo. Eso mismo. You're right where you're supposed to be. Pot smoking moms podcast. We're your friends, Sunny D, along with my homegirl, Captain J. Hello. Hey, if you like us, if you listen to us, I know this sounds like gimmicky every single episode, but it really helps us when you like subscribe to our show on whatever platform you use, or if you share a program on your stories on any platform. Um, or your reviews on Apple Podcasts specifically because that's the only one I think we can get. I don't know, Spotify doesn't really have something for that, I don't believe. But reviews on Apples is very nice too. So please, you guys, for those of you who have, we know a lot of you have, and we appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Um, but any little bit helps. We just want to assault as many ears as possible to destigmatize cannabis use on just a general level, not just for moms, but for everybody, right?
1: Yeah. We have lots of listeners. our yeah. Moms.
0: Exactly. Um, so please go to potsmokingmoms.com. That's our website and connect with us on all of our social medials and whatnot. Except TikTok,
1: It's not, we're- <laughs> <You know laughs> well, actually saying. we're trying, uh, we have our individuals. Separate.
0: Yeah, we have, two I separates. haven't posted anything
1: yet, but after what happened and not having access to our, To our TikTok anymore, I was like, "Let me just make my uh, right Captain J, and like I'll start posting when I can. We'll figure it out. Yeah, so (laughs)
0: TikTok, we'll figure it out. Just
1: follow our person. I'm
0: pot smoking mom, and I'm PSM podcast. PSM podcast. So we'll find our way. We'll find our (laughs) way back. What do you got going on over there in that uh, bong?
1: I got a bong here packed with some King Dosi from Vitacan.
0: Nice. Uh I also have I have uh tiger bomb for I have my Da Vinci going. I see that. Uh I have Tiger and Bomb same. from the flowery and I did a little sandwich with some um butter, Durban poison butter from Vitacan, Vitacan.
1: Ooh, so like concentrate and flour in Yeah, them together. I put flour,
0: I put nice. concentrate and then I put a little more flour.
1: See how you do Man, for the see. show. All right.
0: <laughs> if you, if you're if you have something to smoke by all means. Cheers. Cheers. See, I like vape because it gives you a nice taste.
1: Yeah, it, it always tastes great.
0: You know, um it just—I know—it doesn't. It's feel a different the same. effect. Think, it's it's yeah. definitely
1: a different effect that you get, though.
0: But it's very convenient. It
1: mm, tasted pretty good.
0: Mm, I are, yeah, Vita can has some again. good stuff, man. And the fla- last few times from the flowery has been fire. Hey, you guys, we have a discount code with them. It's not stackable. <laughs> yeah, no, miscommunication. Miscommunication yes,
1: there, but it's still twenty. But it's still
0: twenty percent off. 20% off. Uh, delivery is free as long as you do more than sixty bucks, which like you will do more than sixty bucks. And uh PSM twenty from the Flowery. So go to the Flowery dot co. So support you in South dudes, Florida, yeah, the family. We're looking businesses. at stats, and they really are low on the totem. They're like we gotta really give them. They're the low business. on the
1: totem as far as dispensing, but their flower is great.
0: Their flowers, the last few times have been knocked out yeah. of the park.
1: Yeah. Definitely been, uh, and they have enjoying. like
0: interesting strains too. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely, uh, later on in the show, we are going to talk to a friend of ours, Brittany Parker. You could uh, find her on Instagram as at Natural Bree Two Eyes. She's founder and CEO of Green Legacy. Uh, we're going to interview her later. She is so much fun. She has
1: similar. She's so cool.
0: She's super cool. And she's like
1: one of our day one people that we've been we, following yeah, we've each been other forever. S- the last two years. And
0: she's just so, oh, her posts, I love all her posts. And she just, her humor is so on par with ours. So it's really f- fun to to see her stuff. So we'll talk to her later on. Um, hey, we are currently have a, uh, the last prisoner project up on our page. We have a, a little um, fundraiser, a going. fundraiser going on. You know, we, uh, talk about how we want to give back. We want to, you know,
1: get can- nonviolent cannabis offenders out, out of prison.
0: Please. And that's, you know, one of the steps that we Records need to take.
1: Expunged.
0: Right. So if you haven't donated, we know a couple of you have, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. But any, any little thing, uh, you can go to our Instagram page and uh, you can donate to Last Prisoner Project on our fundraiser right there on our Instagram page. It's pretty easy. Super easy. You know, and then like repost it and tell other people because yeah. ultimately at the end of the day, if we're really fighting for cannabis, like we have to do it the right way. We have to
1: think about. And this is something that every cannabis user should be advocating for and working towards because it's. it's There really is, it really is unfair. The injustices of these people sitting in jail for sometimes very little, like a roach or something. Yeah, we'll talk about it with Brittany later. We we do talk about it. About how
0: there's some people locked up for the silliest things. Mm -hmm. And here we are.
1: I mean, free to, you know, free uh, to buy weed, get it delivered to our house. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, please donate any little bit, five bucks, a few bucks, whatever you can do. Yeah, if you can't go out there a and advocate little yourself, goal. like p-
0: give yeah. money to those people who are fight doing the fight, exactly. you know, doing all the the so you can help
1: them exactly. It's a small goal that we put for ourselves—just two hundred fifty bucks. It'd be awesome if we got to go yeah, past that. That'd be great. Um, so, this next thing this that we should... want to talk about—I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to Britney Spears's uh, social media activity.
0: I know, I know a couple a couple of our close <laughs> patrons and friends have. Because we cause we talk about, we send each other stuff. If yeah. you look, if you if you are not a patron, become a patron or we just
1: do, with, like following us on Instagram. Because our regular people on there, we communicate right. We DMs. communicate
0: on a regular basis on Instagram. But uh, she, I mean, look, she's been posting some questionable stuff from for a while. Right. Yeah,
1: but we were it was always like is it her? Is it like edited to make her look crazy?
0: Right. And I think she was like kind of holding back, but then the sh- when the shit started hitting the fan big time, she started being a little more herself online.
1: I feel like she's like it's like an outlet for her right now. Maybe she has more control for the first time over her own social media and she wants to tell what she's experienced it's really odd i don't know if you haven't played yeah it, played well
0: it's a combo. i'm gonna play it now it's a combination of things yeah, so you gotta this, play it
1: so we could talk this about is it. the
0: last reel that we got from her that we were like what i mean there's a lot of questionable stuff all the boob photos you gotta actually watch
1: it you should actually watch the real too because the cuts and the, the things cuts, in between, they're very and the images but
0: we talk about how she's not really a creator like that so uh, you know she, she doesn't know how to do she's not that she's britney's fucking spears she, she doesn't
2: vine or tiktok yeah or,
0: right or do, look so this is the this is the real let me
2: Today I'm here to just ask you a couple of questions. Um, it's like she's her
1: therapist. Yeah, right you. now she's I imitating all the therapists. Completely relaxed. She ever just dealt relax. with?
2: Um, Involuntarily,
1: I she says. In her I'm captions. just going to ask you
2: a question. I'm here to help you. Key number one. Um, so relax, totally relax, lay down, do what you have to do. Just a couple of questions. Um, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. Um, but the psychosis of what's going on in your head kind of goes into mine. It's system. interesting
0: I mean, that you, she says the psychosis that is in your head you know, goes right. in mine. Um, yeah.
2: the, clear, the, the clear way. You know? and her so hand gestures. Re- you- you- yeah, her
0: you- hand gestures so are I aggressive. I can do my work. Yeah.
1: Because that's how she feels she's about being those yeah, it. Oh, She's you. being sarcastic. Yeah, Her hands are sarcastic as fuck. Oh, okay. yes, she's being sarcastic as Succeed. Okay. Now she's laying on the couch in her living room. I had a great year. Yeah,
0: she shot this from too far. Her house is large. She needs to be closer.
1: Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah it, that was just. weird. I think we need to figure something out. Now cut back.
2: Are you breathing well?
1: Are you? Oh, oh
0: shit, shit! Sorry.
2: Hi. So as you're uh, starting
0: all over again, questions. Instagram. You gotta Hooked open the up. reels. because you had I it had just had speed. completely. I'm relaxed. playing Deja, bro.
2: <laughs> 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 um, I do the work. Okay, I, I feel like my questions. mom. They can hear anything that they missed before as we were talking. Um, so relax, totally relax, lay down, do what you have to do. Just a couple of questions. Um, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. Um, but the psychosis of what's going on in your head kind of goes into mine, too. So we need to just clear these blockages. Clear you know what I mean? Um, clear, Do the clear way. You know, so I can read you well, you read me well. So I can do my work. <laughs> Aggressive That's what hand gesturing I need gesturing to do right my work for you to help you <sighs> succeed. Yes, I'm feeling fine. I'm having touch. great year. I'm having great days.
1: So I guess that would just I be what we she need to would say. Some things out. Yeah. Um, now back to are the you therapist.
2: Well? Are you eating well? Are you okay daily? And what time do you go to sleep at night? Because I'm here to help you. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's key number one. Key I'm key here one. to help you. Balls. Holy shit. Uh, fuck balls. Whoa. This girl, is when the
0: shit gets crazy.
2: Wow. Oh my god. The. Fuck? Uh. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Fucking balls, eh? yeah balls, hey. holy
0: shit balls it was okay. like she turned canadian there at one point too it was weird. i just
1: don't know okay i understood the whole real like what she was going with like making fun of the therapy sessions and stuff but the last part there where she just starts fucking cussing saying balls yeah. and cussing like very erratically what it, it what do you think she's trying to say there do you I think it's know. like what's happening in the therapist's head because she's in the therapist's point of view when she's doing that she's like you know or what's going through her head and then she burps <laughs> it sounds like she's it just happened i don't know it sounds like she's i think that just happened sarcastic that was, do you think right? the, the the burp was intentional
0: i think the burp like, was coming and she threw it in there because she was being sarcastic so it was kind of like whatever i might as well burp what is see this that point. she
1: doesn't even know how to properly curse
0: it was just like, i know fuck balls,
1: balls balls
0: a balls. Ball, fuck why balls so a? many balls i don't know <laughs> I know her cursing know, is but, super weird So of course too. people
1: are taking that and are like, oh my God, she's fucking batshit bananas. I mean, I didn't but, read,
0: look, I didn't read into it. It was funny because.
1: I feel like she's just trying to express herself in a way on in the internet where she's sure. never really had the opportunity to do before. And yeah, right. it's odd, but there's crazier people. <laughs> that have full control. Yeah. And then it's probably a crazy transition for her right now to go from being controlled to now having to make her own decisions i wonder like what the transition for that i is. mean
0: look obviously she's got issues she's has traumas that she's working through she's been um mistreated manipulated like controlled By her own family yeah and there's aggressions coming out but i don't but know some like sometimes i see, see some of the stuff right she now, posts and i'm like, just like why girl you don't need to post that shit
1: and then but her birthday i guess was recently so she went on vacation or something yeah
0: she's having a bad she's having a blast i mean it looks seems that video is
1: like, just really interesting i was so I weird have you, i haven't gone into the comment section on that. i
0: haven't either when it came up i was late i was doing stuff for i had done pot i was finished recording my other show i got home late and started like finishing our show <laughs> posting late posted I went back to Instagram I saw it and I was like whoa what's happening I posted into our stories and uh, one of our patrons Denise was up <laughs> she was up too because she after I posted on our story she immediately hit me up and was like dude <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, Yeah, I don't like you get mixed feelings because on the one hand you're like, Yeah, go you but on the other hand you're like, Whoa
1: girl I hope she's okay. Someone I just hope to talk all to her. her about- um negative experiences with therapists and psychologists that she's worked with that her family put overseeing her doesn't keep her from getting help from her own therapist that she chooses and yes. is comfortable speaking to about all the stuff she went through. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I hope it doesn't put such a bad taste in her mouth going through all that to keep, for her to, like, seek her own help. I know. Because she gonna need it.
0: Yeah, sis needs help, bro. We all do.
1: It helps for everyone to talk to somebody. I know.
0: <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard because on the one hand, you're like... Yay, but then you're like, yay, cuz you're just like, <laughs> I don't know if this, this is a good thing. Let's see where it goes. I don't know if this, is a, look. I I know if this if is a good Let's see where it goes. I wonder if we're ever going to
1: get a tell all interview like her with Oprah or something. I don't know, but like
0: this is a thing too. <laughs> you kind of want to poke fun at it, but then you're like, "Oh, uh, is this, this, is this how we got thing, here yeah. the same is this isn't how we got there in the first place, right?" Yeah. It's it's weird, right? Cuz you kind of want to be like, "Haha," but then you're like, oh uh, it's such a, it's such a weird spot. It's very gray area. And like, we're happy for her, but like, I don't know, th- it's a little troubling and you, I don't know. We just hope for the best for her. Always, I don't want right? to read
1: uh, intent too much. We'll see. We'll see right. what happens now. She has the freedoms to get her own help. So ho- hopefully things get yeah. better. Okay. So I just thought this next topic was really strange because like one day I was in Hulu and I saw it advertised uh, this asteroid documentary, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch that at too some soon, point, though. right?" Too I was soon. like, "How did this come out so quickly?" Yeah, like soon. how? So, um, I went so back. much work and and had to have a
0: documentary, but there was but no it's not help really at a the
1: documentary. P- it was more just a, a local news station doing the story on it. Oh, you know what I mean? And, and it was they like just a long were expanding on it. It was like a long story. It was the local news station for Houston or whatever, uh-huh. and they it was just being aired on Hulu because yeah. Hulu airs. A B C stuff like all these uh-huh. network stuff, including including their news programs. But apparently there was a lot of backlash about it being on there and it was taken down. And I was like, mm-hmm. Kardashian PR team. They got paid or something to take it down. Like I mean, yeah, but even because like, wouldn't they it be, was,
0: wouldn't they be also wouldn't the families be able to also go after these people? Because if they if they, if their family was a casualty of this concert, and now there's a documentary going up on Hulu, wouldn't the families be able to go after Hulu and be like, Hey, it's a
1: news report. It wasn't yeah. a documentary. It's okay. ABC local news reporting. Oh. Like you could still get it on their local yeah. website. It's still available there. Okay. They just took it off Hulu. Oh, all right. So... I don't know. They just don't want it available to the masses. I don't know. I think But it's available to local people there. Yeah. Or you could go to the the that local ABC network, whatever, for Houston and still find it on their website.
0: Well, I hope the families
1: I'm sure the families want the stories out because they're trying to sue these motherfuckers. Yeah, they are. So the more uh, they're trying to pay the families for,
0: for, for their funerals and some of the families a lot of the families were like, no, thanks will fucking
1: they want the public outrage because yeah. it helps them i mean i'm yeah. sure some of them may don't want want to share the story yet it is really soon like i was yeah. like how do they get something like this out yeah, so, so fast, soon? Yeah. but I, I realized later when i went looking on the internet why it's not on hulu anymore because it was like one day to the next that i mm-hmm. didn't notice it there i saw that there was backlash about it and it was taken down but it was just an abc yeah. local news story that was available but it was being advertised as like you know what i mean oh as like, like yeah like on, when on you the main log screen. into hulu yeah. and one of the main things like oh yeah. on on here now to watch right. they had that yeah so it made it seem like it was a hulu documentary oh, or something mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah yucky yeah because they know how much that story was blowing up on the internet so they That's were probably nuts. trying to i don't know it's weird it's weird
0: that whole thing is crazy Hey, we got a giveaway going on. (laughs) Uh, The first one in a long time. Yeah. So please check it out. Please hype it up. Please share it. Please sign up for it. We're giving a nice little package deal with a lot of goodies. Personal air filter. Um, We are giving away pot smoking mom necklaces and pothead earrings. We're giving away.
1: Is it going to be U.S. only or is it going to be? Oh,
0: yeah. U.S. only. I should say that. Damn, I always forget. <laughs> uh, but we actually have
1: people outside the U.S. Yeah, so I know,
0: <laughs> I know. Even in other countries, where I'm like, really, people listen to us? Here? Okay, <laughs> cool, thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, go on our Instagram if you're in, not in the United States. though, so just please, still go over and be like, hey, I'm not, I'm here, I'm from here. Maybe we can, if there's enough people, we can open it up a little bit. <laughs> But um, we got some cool, uh, some of our merch and um, a little piece, a little, a bowl.
1: Kitty cat paw. It's cute. cute. I wanted
0: to keep it for myself, but I was (laughs) like, this is cute. I need to put it in the giveaway. (laughs) Um, And there's like um, some mouthpiece stuff too on there and a zippo lighter. I mean, it's cool stuff. So sign up, go on our Instagram and sign up for that giveaway. Uh, We'll announce the winner on our next show. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, we also have our pot smoking moms field trip. We should start a
1: countdown for
0: this <laughs> a countdown yeah. on Instagram.
1: Uh, maybe what? on what Instagram. Do we'll do it when it gets closer. Or, I don't know. But on Patreon. Yeah. It feels like I feel like mostly we're going with patrons. Yeah, really? Like we really haven't other than on the show. Oh, we haven't. We, yeah, haven't, we posted haven't posted about it, it, about
0: it on Instagram. Should we? I guess we should.
1: I don't know. I'm it's just, I feel like the people that listen to us are real ride or die. Right, <laughs> right,
0: exactly. And if you don't know about it already, <laughs> not like you might not care about it anyways.
1: No, I mean, we can still post it on there.
0: Yeah, so February 11th We're through the 13th. We're not sharing an Airbnb
1: with everybody, but.
0: <laughs> well, some people are just going to maybe meet us for a day or two.
1: Yeah, or at dinner.
0: Um, so, uh Disney trip, to, uh, February 11th through 13th in Orlando. If you're in Orlando, Holla. Come hang out with us. Yeah, let us know. We can plan. We we're might. To plan a night for where we We might
1: convinced Miyabi and Riley to come. Oh, yeah, I know. Wouldn't that be fucking dope? Yeah.
0: If we get some of the uh, the scientists, the yeah. weed scientists to come hang with hey, us. They were
1: all about doing this room, too. So. For real,
0: man. <laughs> for real. Teaser, we got an interview with uh, Dr. Riley and Dr. Miyabi. So, Coming up soon. Yeah, they're so back on the show. They're back on the show. Uh, always fun time with them, too. So it's up uh, uh, time for I don't know. Oh my God, I'm so I can't find the words. Can you introduce
1: <laughs> time for everyone's favorite segment?
0: Sometimes my tongue doesn't know what to do. Thank you for the backup.
1: (laughs) GOP congressmen and AOC team up on marijuana bill bill to incentivize state level expungements. So basically, AOC and GOP representative Dave Royce be like.
0: Fine. (laughs) I'll do it myself.
1: Okay, we're saying that in reference to how Biden is still sitting on his hands about this shit. Yeah, dude. So I guess they're trying to introduce legislation to try to get something going, at least with expungements. So as congressional lawmakers work to advance federal marijuana legalization, a bipartisan duo on Thursday filed a bill that would incentivize states and local governments to expunge cannabis records in their jurisdictions. Representative Dave Joyce of Ohio and Alexandria Oxio, I can never say that. Ocasio, 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 Ocasio. Cortez. The ambiguously, bro, the the ambiguously bipartisan (laughs) (laughs) are sponsoring the legislation titled Harnessing Opportunities by Pursuing Expungement, the HOPE Act. We we hope
0: we hope they get this shit (laughs) taken care of.
1: It would encourage states to provide relief to people with nonviolent marijuana convictions through federal grants. The State Expungement Opportunity Grant Program run through the Department of Justice that would help cover the administrative costs of identifying and clearing eligible cases. The bill proposes to appropriate $2 million in funding to support the program for each fiscal year starting in 2023 and ending in 2032. Specifically, the grant's could be used by states to purchase technology used to facilitate expungements at scale, automate the relief process, fund legal clinics to help people get their records cleared and support innovative partnerships to provide mass relief.
0: Having been both a public defender and prosecutor, I have seen firsthand how cannabis law violations can foreclose a lifetime of opportunities ranging from employment to education to housing. Joyce said in a press release. The collateral damage caused by these missed opportunities is woefully underestimated and has impacted entire families, communities, and regional economies. By helping states establish and improve expungement programs for minor cannabis offenses, the HOPE Act will pave the way for expanded economic opportunities to thrive alongside effective investments to redress the consequences of the war on drugs, the congressman said. Ocasio-Cortez said that as we continue to advocate for the decriminalization and legalization of marijuana... This bipartisan bill will provide localities the resources they need to expunge drug charges that continue to hold back Americans, disproportionately people of color, from employment, housing, and other opportunity.
1: Under the bill, state governors and local governments shall submit to the Attorney General an application at such time, in such manner, and containing such information as the Attorney General may reasonably require to qualify for the grants. What? What? <laughs> That was a confusing sentence for me. <laughs> <laughs> Further, the legislation would require the Attorney General to carry out a study on the impacts of the cannabis convictions on individuals, as well as the financial costs for states to incar- incarcerate people over nonviolent marijuana offenses. Officials and jurisdictions that receive the grants would be required to publish on a publicly accessible website information about the availability and process of expunging convictions for cannabis offenses, including information for individuals living in a different jurisdiction who are convicted of a cannabis offense in that jurisdiction. They would also need to submit to the attorney general a report describing the uses of such funds and how many convictions for cannabis offenses have been expunged using the funds.
0: While the proposal wouldn't end federal marijuana prohibition, it would help facilitate relief at the state level where most cannabis arrests take place in the U.S. The bill also holds bipartisan appeal. It's an important, albeit incremental, move to right the wrongs of the drug war as progressives have been fighting for. It's also narrowly tailored, simply giving an incentive to states to enact a reform that has majority support among the public. This bipartisan effort represents the growing consensus to reform marijuana policies in a manner that addresses the harms inflicted by prohibition. Normal political director, Justin Straycall said it provides cash assistance for state and localities that are wise, wisely choosing to remove these stigmatizing records. There's no justification for continuing to prevent tens of millions of Americans from fully participating in their community and workforce simply because they bear the burden of a past marijuana conviction.
1: And that comes up because I I work in HR and we do backgrounds and it comes I see it all the time cannabis possession or something and it's we don't even pay attention in, in my yeah, company we don't right. pay attention you look at first of all it's I pretty mean much it, legal honestly now. listen dude it was how many years really, ago they were like twenty years old yeah when it even happened. even
0: companies are using more common sense than fucking the laws because then but you not know.
1: everybody's doing that so it really affects people having that on their record they cannot get a potential look or but, it's between a especially
0: now with a job market as it is, if people are still having a problem with weed shit, I mean, unless it's in like a service or government job where it's been like that for a long time.
1: Yeah. Government, I would, it would definitely hold them back.
0: But it. if you're like, come on, bro, companies like seriously.
1: <laughs> so ultimately efforts to provide necessary relief to care to those who carry the scarlet letter of marijuana conviction must be carried out primarily by state and local officials. He said having the federal incentive available will go a long way toward empowering local leaders and citizens to take the steps to address the past injustices brought about by the failed policy of the marijuana prohibition. And will also move us closer toward embracing more reasonable cannabis policies. What's more, while there's been an, open question about what President Joe Biden would do with a broad marijuana reform bill it, if it arrived on his desk, given his ongoing opposition to adult use legalization. He's repeatedly said that nobody should be incarcerated over cannabis and that records should be expunged so this proposal could potentially garner his favor. Yeah, You're supposed to be partying them yourself. You said you would.
0: Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> WTF guy. There's a similar provision to incentivize state-level expungements included in the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, MORE Act, that cleared the House Judiciary Committee in September. But that legislation is far more wide-ranging in that it would federally deschedule cannabis. Meanwhile, Senate Majority uh, Leader Chuck Schumer, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, and Senator Cory Booker are finalizing their own bill to federally legalize marijuana. We talked about this. We one. talked about, we talked all talked of about this other one. That, well, they more, mentioned it
1: in every article.
0: More. Yeah. More recently, GOP lawmakers filed a legalization bill that's being framed as a compromise between progressive proposals and more scaled back legislation that Republican legislatures have int- introduced in recent sessions. It also contains expungement provisions.
1: So, yeah, they're like, okay, this stuff might take a long time. So I guess this bill for at least starting the expungement process might go through faster. Well, let's see. It's a bipartisan bill. Mm-hmm. Working together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have, I, have no, I have
0: nothing to say about that because uh, they need to work together. It's All right. Well, this bullshit. next
1: story is kind of interesting. Colorado University announces groundbreaking study on cannabis and exercise.
0: Oh,
1: a university in Boulder, Colorado is conducting a first of its kind study on cannabis as a performance enhancing substance. Hmm. Should pot really be considered a performance-enhancing substance question?
0: I would say after y'all have been talking shit about how it makes Makes us us lazy, (laughs) y'all can go suckle dick, (laughs) to be honest.
1: A first-of-its-kind study at the University of Colorado in... uh, uh, University? (laughs) University of Colorado in Boulder aims to find out when American sprinter... Uh, shikari richardson was denied a chance to compete at the tokyo olympics this summer due to testing positive for marijuana it brought attention and plenty of skeptic skepticism to the reasoning behind the prohibition of cannabis in the world of competitive athletes uh-huh.
0: the so-called space study <laughs> study okay this is what space <laughs> translates into study on physical activity and cannabis effects space Announced on Monday, we'll enlist more space, too, because you're in outer space.
1: You're getting space.
0: You're getting space. <laughs> we'll enlist more than 50 paid adult volunteers who already mix cannabis and exercise for a study involving three sessions. The university said in a press release when asked all the students raise their hands
1: who wants to participate in a study where you get high and exercise yeah
0: they're like eh, we do that already <laughs> in the first researchers measure heart rate have subjects answer a questionnaire and take some baseline fitness measurements then participants are assigned to go to a local dispensary and yeah. pick up either a specific cbd dominant strain or a thc dominant strain okay. the announcement said on one follow-up visit, they return sober to run on the treadmill for 30 minutes, answering questions every 10 minutes to assess things like their perception of the passage of time, how hard the workout feels, how annoyed they are <laughs> at all these questions, what they're thinking about. No, I didn't ask that one. But what they're thinking about and how much pain they're in. Man, that would annoy the shit. I mean, can I even work out? But pay- are they like...
1: Paying for your know. weed, I, I mean, I don't they mind, mind have doing have it, and to, they would get me fit too.
0: I'd do the study. I would do the study if they hook it up. Not <laughs> if they're going to sit there asking me Dude, a bunch of questions I, every ten minutes get, while I'm trying to get my workout on.
1: Well, how else are they going to be able to assess how it affects you while you're every exercising? ten minutes?
0: I mean, I, whatever. I guess for science, right? It would. I would be. They would Dude, not. I would not be one of not them. Not only
1: are they incentivizing me by giving me money to go buy weed. At, at, what i whatever dispensary local dispensary but then they're also encouraging me to go exercise this would really encourage, this would yeah. be
0: good wow well, <laughs> i think you're supposed to already normally be
1: exercising oh man i'm but trying you to know get what? back at it bro I, it's I, so I, hard I, once I, you fall off
0: please join us on the other podcast okay <laughs> uh on another visit so right so the first one they're they're not stoned they're sober for 30 minutes and then every 10 minutes they annoy you with all these questions right and then the next visit they do the same thing only they get high before they come
1: i bet you they're more annoyed by all the questions when they're sober than when they're high because <laughs> when they're high they're probably like you know
0: whatever chill yeah or or when you're high don't you get in the zone wouldn't someone constantly interrupt you from you being in the zone? Be like annoying as shit anyway. It
1: depends on what kind. Of, they're just running on a treadmill. Or they're not doing anything else. So you're just running on a treadmill. Like. You're not like.
0: I don't know. Anyway.
1: <laughs> so Laurel Gibson, a PhD student in the University of Colorado's Department of Psychology and Neuroscience and principal investigator of the study, said that the study will help fill in a gap in cannabis research. As the university's announcement explained, due to a dearth of research in the area. A dearth? That's what it says, what right? That what mean? does that word mean?
0: Dearth. <laughs> I I've heard of earth. I've heard of girth.
1: Dearth, a scarcity or lack of something. There is a dearth of evidence. Ah, okay, it's perfect. It's a perfect right. word to use uh-huh. as the university's <laughs> word of the day. I know. Every dearth. time we hear dearth, ah, uh-huh. we're never gonna hear it. I've never heard it before. I've never. heard it. That's why I was like, "Que
0: coño es dearth." Okay, we know now to never use it in a sentence whoever wrote this
1: (laughs) as the university's announcement explained due to the dearth of research in the area scientists are unsure just how thc and cbd the two primary active ingredients in marijuana influence physical activity to date there are no human studies on the effects of legal market cannabis on the experience of exercise gibson said there's that's where we come in Cannabis is often associated with a decrease in motivation, Uh the stereotype of couch lock and laziness, Gibson continued. But at the same time, we are seeing an increasing number of anecdotal reports of people using it in combination with everything from golfing and yoga to snowboarding and running.
0: A.K.A. You can uh, weed makes everything better, bro. Duh. (laughs) A federal prohibition on weed has prompted the researchers to make certain accommodations with their subjects. Due to the law, which prohibits the possession or distribution of marijuana on college campuses, the press release explained the subjects will consume the pot at home before a researcher picks them up in a mobile (laughs) laboratory. A white Dodge Sprinter van, sometimes referred to as the Canavan.
1: Oh, the Canavan.
0: (laughs) And brings them safely to the lab. Wow the runners will also don a safety belt around their waist while using the treadmill as an extra precautionary measure.
3: <laughs> what? So I will, they I fall? Not,
0: but I would hope they don't get so stoned that they can't fucking focus on what they're I running. feel like when
1: you're a cannabis user that uses it during exercise, you yeah, know how exactly you know how, how much, much you need right. And what kind of strain helps. Like.
0: Angela Bryan, a professor of psychology and neuroscience. Yeah, but you have to, can't pick whatever they want. I guess they're going to, they're going to be smoking whatever they give them. No, no,
1: no. They tell them to go to, oh, the, to, local go to the local dispensary. Oh, that's right, right. And pick and whatever they Either a THC dominant one or, or a CBD, CBD dominant one, because they're going to test both.
0: Mm-hmm. I tell so you, you nine, times, nine times out of ten, I'll pick the THC.
1: <laughs> <one>. <laughs> you mean ten out of 10? ten?
0: Eighty percent of the time, <laughs> they, 9. Chick, 9. they pick <laughs> THC all the time. Anyways, if cannabis could ease pain and inflammation, helping other adults to be more active, oh, that you, could. Did you read this? Part? Oh, oh, maybe I started. <laughs> Angela Bryan, a professor of psychology and neuroscience at the University of Colorado, who is serving as a faculty advisor on the study, said that the research could yield a breakthrough for older individuals for whom exercise is too painful. Yeah, wow. that's true. If cannabis could ease pain and inflammation, helping older adults to be more active, that could be a real benefit, Bryan said.
1: Oh, yeah. Gibson, meanwhile, said that the research could shed light on the link between cannabis use and the runner's high that has been romanticized by joggers around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always hear about the, the runner's high you get like it's the endorphins from all the i I've never gotten a runner's high. Yeah, I don't know. I've I... run like I mean over it three feels comp-
0: I feel accomplished. I, I feel but... good at the end,
1: but they talk about like while you're doing it, you get uh, to like this level where you're like on this runner's high or whatever. I don't know. I've never gotten there.
0: I never I get yeah.
1: It is possible that exgenuous and well, did I say that right? extraneous cannabinoids like thc or cbd might activate the endocannabinoid system in a way that mimics the runners high, gibson said richardson failed a drug test less than a month before the oh i thought they were talking about someone else yes uh, i was confused richardson failed a drug (laughs) test less than a month before the olympics kicked off in tokyo keeping her out of the summer games marijuana is banned by the World Anti-Doping Agency, as well as the United States Anti-Doping Agency and the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee. In September, the World Anti-Doping Agency said it would reconsider its ban on cannabis.
0: The USADA has said that pot is banned both because it could present a safety risk to athletes and that it could potentially enhance performance. The later explanation was widely mocked, including by the Democratic congressman, Steve Cohen, who came to Richardson's defense. Marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug unless you entered in the Coney Island hot dog eating contest on the (laughs) 4th of July. (laughs) Conan said at the time to take her right to appear her dream away from her is absurd.
1: It's not like she was like getting high while she was like performing. It was probably something she did after as a recovery method.
0: Either way, like. It's a performance enhancing drug. Yeah, whatever, Come on, bro. people.
1: You can't have it both ways. It can't be a lazy drug. Uh, you and know, a Performance everybody enhancing Everybody
0: wants to have it both ways constantly. It's the way of the. It's the American way. And this next segment, you love so much. And so does Li Wang. <laughs> I love you, Miami.
1: Yeah. I love you. I love you too, Li Wang. I don't know what this means. I'm really confused. I know by we're this a little confused. Update. This was recent. Yeah. So the Florida Medical Marijuana Use Registry just announced that starting Monday, December 13th, MMTCs may not dispense more than a 35-day supply limit of marijuana in a form for smoking during any 35-day period. And now they have like this new dashboard where you can check on your profile what your available balance is. In ounces.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: So but what, what, but somebody I, I saw somebody comment about this on Instagram and they were saying that basically if for some reason you didn't purchase your entire two and a half ounces you're allotted for your 35 day period until like the 30th day or the 32nd day, you know what I mean? Like maybe you go and buy one time in bulk, all of it at once, mm-hmm. right? If for whatever reason you needed to go within a week or two, you wouldn't be able to until 35 days later.
0: So they're basically saying, like, the way you should buy your weed is like incrementally throughout the month instead of like, like a lot at one time. Because I
1: guess I don't know. I'm really confused by this announcement. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what it means.
0: I had seen somebody else made a comment about the roll that it rolls over.
1: Yeah, because like, I don't know, like, right? They can't set the the supply limit in a form of smoking in any thirty-five day period. And then they have this new dashboard with not only patients, but for also, um, caregivers. uh, Yeah. Dispensaries to be able to go in and see the amount available calculation. I don't know. It's really strange and I found it weird and I don't know what it means. So like, and I haven't dispensed anything yet for the month of December Uh to go in and log in and look to see what this balance thing, how it works. Right
0: yeah i don't know i i would have to look to if anybody that's
1: a patient that understands what this new rule means and hit us up and explain it to us please because we're a
0: little lost
1: like what the we saw that truly
0: posted about it too but even the description that they gave was like kind of it wasn't
1: very like i don't know i didn't get it but when i was poking around trying to figure out more about this i found like where you get like weekly updates from the OMMU, the Mm -hmm. official, the Office of Medical Marijuana Use. Mm -hmm. And apparently we are, as of December 3rd, we now have over 646,000 active patients. Mm. So that's a lot. But in comparison, only a little over 2,800 doctors in the entire state that qualified physicians that give the recommendations. And of course, what's really interesting about this is that you can literally see you can see how, how many m- ounces every dispensary is dispensing on a weekly basis. Right.
0: All right. So this next interview is a real treat. It's Brittany, Brittany Parker. We follow, we follow her on Instagram. We've been following each other for quite some time now at natural Brie on Instagram. She's founder and CEO of a green legacy. She's a marketer writer. Uh, and, sh- and she is, Empowering underrepresented cannabis entrepreneurs through programming, education, and community. She's also a mom whose favorite strain is a toss up between Jack Herrera and Green Cush. She writes for Leafly, Weed Maps, and other publications. We hope you enjoy our interview with Brittany Parker.
3: I'm watching uh, but- the palm tree outside of you all, and oh, I'm like yeah. <laughs> wishing that I was
1: in Florida. <laughs> yeah, like how
3: cold is it over there already? Ooh, I want to say it's somewhere in like the fifties, maybe. Oh my
1: god, we're still in the eighties. Oh uh, my god, we're still like, in the eighties, and on a cool day it goes down to the low seventies. When we're when- what a hard
3: life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you this: the humidity is disgusting,
3: and you, you get
0: swamp ass. It's not that fun either. You know, it has its downsides as well.
3: Listen, I am originally from Tennessee, and actually, it's 46 degrees right now. Oh, so, oh wow. Right? I'm like... originally from Tennessee. I know the whole humidity thing, and I don't know. When it's humid, my curls pop a little bit nicer. <laughs> so I'll I'll take a little bit of swamp ass.
0: <laughs> a little bit, but...
1: Yeah. I don't know, but I like how, how you guys have completely legal... Fr- weed there so we we only have medical here
0: yeah we only have medical here I
3: know when so we're surprised too
0: we're surprised that we even have medical here
3: I am too anytime anywhere in the south decides to go medical I'm like what yep times are changing I, I cannot believe it it's it's Wonderful and beautiful. And I'm just hoping that eventually we can get everyone on board while also ensuring that those folks who are incarcerated still yes. for those non-violent uh, uh, cannabis offenses are out, that people's uh, records are wiped, all of that. I wish all of it could just happen now, today.
1: Yesterday.
0: I feel like, you know <laughs> yes. what? Yes. I feel like too this is something that I want to talk more about. This is something that I want us to like represent more because right, when we talk about cannabis, like we're, we're trying to all of us, because your soup, your communications, like, Oh my God, I read all the stuff that you do. And it's like
3: everything you post. Chef's like, yes. Yes. <gasps> yes.
0: Yes. Thank
3: I ha- you. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate that.
0: But I like, yeah, I, 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 I feel bad because I want to find more ways to talk about it. I want to people for people to get more involved because I feel like this is the first step. Like we cannot be sitting here sitting pretty, loving our weed. And and, and like it's we, we can't it's not guilt free because, you know, there's people still locked up for it while other people are making, bank. making
3: millions, making bank. You know, so I have a couple of friends over right now and we were hanging out last night and we were talking about how we were envisioning what it must be like being sitting in prison right now for like a roach that was found in your car floorboard. And then you see on the news that like people are going and buying like here in Washington, you can buy three ounces at a time if uh, you're recreational, if you don't have a medical card. And like people are walking out with their little jars and like people are making all of this money. But here I am sitting in jail because they found a grinder in my car and that like added years onto my sentence. And that's still happening. The fact that it's still happening is just bizarre to me. It it, like it makes me angry it makes me angry. It should make us all angry. Yes. I mean, yeah. I was just going
1: to say all of us should be extremely angry. It's a huge, huge injustice. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. Funny enough. Um, so there was a, um, research that university of Washington and university or university of Washington and, uh, Washington state university did, that was focused on how has incarceration and, uh, How has incarceration and arrests changed due to the legalization of cannabis? Because that was one of the really big pieces that um, folks were using in order to get it legal here. And so what they found five years after it being legal is that even though arrests overall has decreased, um, it is still a situation where there's still a huge gap between who is arrested for having cannabis and who isn't. Even though it's completely legal here, like there is still this huge gap between white people being arrested for the use of cannabis and black people being arrested for the use of cannabis. And so it, or for, even for possession. And so it's just so mind boggling to me that even in, a lot of legal states, we're still seeing these gaps persist when we would think that they wouldn't, that they would close. But uh, in a lot of ways, they haven't.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that goes for oh, so many things. I mean, I mean, look like, at Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, I can't even. Right uh, there is another example. And, and, and like, I know. I, uh, like, yeah. Yes, and, and it's so it's frustrating. Across the board, not yeah. just in cannabis. I, you know, and I don't yes. even, Yeah, it it is across the board. It is across the board. I mean, yeah, it's just how, what are
1: you, how can you even, I don't even, I haven't,
0: like, yeah, there's no words.
3: All we can do is teach our kids right and having conversations. Yes. Having conversations and taking action in whatever ways we have access to, it's, um, Kyle Rittenhouse, I feel like I'm still processing it. And not even from the perspective of, I thought that this wouldn't happen. I I thought that he, it was very clear with the judge that Mm -hmm. he was going to walk. My hope was that maybe, just maybe there'd be a mistrial so that he had to be tried again, hopefully by a different judge. And obviously that didn't happen. And so here we are and i i can't remember exactly who posted this but they said something to the effect that one of the they said maybe maybe now this will show white people that like they're not even protected under our justice system and how it is and how it's uh, and how it's progressed, and so or and what it is, not even how it's progressed, what our justice system is, and I've been thinking about that a lot since I saw it last night because we're in a place where we have this kid. Well, let me not call him a kid because he isn't; he's an adult. We have this adult who went. To this place where they knew, they knew that there, or they felt like there would be writing and he's deciding to defend a business that he didn't even know existed until he got there with an AK-47 or whatever type of rifle he had. And, And then he kills two people, two white people, and he's become this like weird folk hero. Like how... In modern times, in 2021, I don't know, I I didn't have faith that he was gonna see justice, but I had faith that maybe he would have some level of consequence. And if anything, he's had nothing but opportunity. And I think that's what, that's partially what makes me angry. Um, but then I also think about my son who's four and I think about my husband who's been stopped numerous times um by police just for being a tall black guy and and it just I feel like I'm in a constant state of fear and I think that that is true for a lot of moms I think that's true for a lot of parents I think that's true for a lot of families I think that's true for a lot of people who have not been able to see justice, have not been able to witness justice, the same type of of justice, the same type of leniency, you know, for for their own people, for people who look like them. And so here we are, Kyle. It's going to probably become a politician or some shit. An intern
1: for a big politician already. Three are like,
3: hey, Kyle, want to come intern for us? Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: But it's like, isn't it feel like the villain is constantly fucking winning? Like the villain is like, I constantly feel like I'm in this movie and the fucking the '80s douchebag rich villain guy is with the fucking with the little sweater tied around his fucking shoulder. Yes. He's always fucking getting his way and winning, and like the little people are like, please, please, governor, get yes. me, and it's just yes. like. It is just a constant like are you fucking serious? This fucking douchebag is like uh, yes. uh, it's just it just it's mind-blowing sometimes. And sometimes it's like I don't even want to get the details because it's like
3: it's just yes. gonna make you more mad. Yes. Yes, it's true. And I remember in the heat of uh George Floyd's murder and the uprising that was happening, I remember having like, a moment where I was like, okay, Brittany, you have to stop consuming the news. Like, you've got to take a break. Like, you have to take a break from social. You need to do that for your own mental health. And it is so hard to do that when you see yourself reflected in all of these injustices. Yeah. And it's just, it's so frustrating. There's that quote with one of the posts that I posted yesterday that was you know, like, how can we get over something that's still going on? Mm-hmm. And, and even that piece around like race, um, I've, I've got time and time again, like you, you make everything about race or like, or class or blah, 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 blah. blah. But it's like, how can we, how can we not make everything right. about race and class when our entire, constantly,
0: our, constantly,
3: our entire society has been based off it's of that. It's systemic, like, it really is.
0: And it just it keeps is. going and it's never ending. And now that we're exposed to more ways of accessing it, now we see it all the time. So it's constantly affecting it us. And you don't want it to affect you, but it has to because it pertains to you and your people. It's like, yeah, it, I, I, it's, it's it's crazy. It's, it I, is.
3: It is. And, and then we can't say that we're that far from it. You know, I think when people think about like, Slavery. When people think about civil rights movement, when they think about all of those things, they're thinking like this happened. Five hundred, Yeah, like right. 500 million years ago. Was yeah, not but, those people, ago. but
0: those are the ignorant people who don't... I feel yes. like those are the people who live in their own world of, like, let's deny all of this yes. stuff. Because, yeah, I also feel like you don't constantly want to make it an issue, but, like, it's fucking... Look at it. It's the, like, you, how can you not, right? You just said, how can you not?
2: Right.
0: I, 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 I remember... But you
1: have to learn about it. You ha- yeah,
0: you, for sure. Yeah. And you have to shut up and listen to people tell their stories and, like, you know, because ultimately... It's I understand the concept of like not getting it unless you live it, because, you know, you you, ultimately the most empathetic that you'll be is if you've been in that situation. Right. Yes. But like if you have people that you love telling you that they've been part of these situations and this kind of shit has happened to them, like doesn't that fucking affect you because you want to make a better world for those people not to have to tell you those stories?
3: Exactly, exactly. But you know what, we're also dealing with a situation where these same people who are like no critical race theory, and they're, you know, pushing back so intensely on this. It's like their, their grandparents, their parents have been like perpetrators in our within our history. And so it's like, we're talking about segregation, but I think about the fact that my parents experience segregation and they're not a hundred years old. <laughs> like my parents experienced that. And so it's like, if my parents are experiencing that, then I know good and well that, you know, a lot of people who are not of the global majority, that their parents were probably on the other side of the fence protesting against these, against these, uh integration and all of these other in all of these other things so how can we not how how can we be surprised that this is where we are right now
0: history continues to repeat itself
3: right well and you know it's so funny somebody asked me if i would if i would promote cannabis to like high schoolers and it was one of those kind of...
0: But that word promote, that's that's, that's like, not the word you want to use, maybe. It's educate. Exactly. Right.
3: Exactly. And I was like, the thing about it is that it's like nobody's out here like going on a promotion campaign. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people who are out here trying to educate people about the impact of cannabis, like what cannabis can be and what it is, what it is, and really trying to unravel all of that propaganda all of the stigma that people still deal with now and so even thinking about like high school age kids or even kids at all it's one of those things where it's like I feel like we just need to be honest with them like we just need to be honest with what it is and what it isn't Mm -hmm. and the reason that dare didn't work is because like no one was actually honest about what it can do and what it can't do and so instead of being like instead of keeping us away from drugs or we did not keep me from trying it <laughs> no like it made me more curious yes. I was like well if you're only going to give me this information then like I don't know I feel like I should try this one day <laughs> <laughs> like you you've piqued my interest so <laughs> So here we are. Yeah.
0: You know what, though? But like in retrospect, it is scary. It's like scary to like. It's scary to be honest sometimes, right? Because sometimes like you have to say things or, you know, like you have to (laughs) go against popular
1: opinion.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like you're
1: we're going to be telling our kids about cannabis and they're still going to go to school and hear about it and dare and hear that negative. Uh, right. propaganda about it, about it instead of the honest truth.
3: I, You know what, and it's so crazy to think that that is the case because it's like there has to be some kind of shift. Like I don't remember in high school there really being much of a conversation even around alcohol. And this is not to compare cannabis and alcohol, but thinking of the way that like schools stigmatize it and like the the education around it I think is has the potential to be similar in some ways. But like, I didn't really learn a whole lot about alcohol in high school. The only thing that I learned about that I remember extensively learning about was like car accidents and like drinking and driving. Mm -hmm. And that was really it, like there was not much else. So I'm curious as to what cannabis education will look like as it relates to kids in schools. Um, you know, like 15, 20 years from now when it's hopefully less stigmatized than it is now.
0: Yeah, I feel like the school, <laughs> the school topic.
3: <laughs> Until it becomes bet, federally
0: legal, it's not going to change. But this is the thing, legal, is the thing. a lot of things like, prevalence. okay, earlier we were talking about critical race theory, but like even even beyond that, like there's so many things that they need to teach in school that they don't. That when you become an adult, you're like, "What the fuck? I, you should have told me yes. what a four hundred one fucking K was. I would have been doing a lot better now in my thirties, right? Like, or like, yes. or shit like that. Like, just like real real world, life, education. real life education. Like, you know, I there's just so much school, and then and then like to think, okay, it's like kind of like a way that they mold you into like becoming this workhorse. Where right? Because I've always thought, and I'm sorry. Homework is fucking bullshit. I think homework is bullshit. I go to school for the for the thing that I gotta go to school for, and I understand maybe sending people home with some kind of enrichment homework so they can relate real life to what they're learning in school. But like this fucking bookwork and shit—that's for the birds, bro. I I think that's a bunch of bullshit. That's also molding (laughs) your children to fucking take work home with them over time and always. Yeah, and I think that's all. fucking crazy like boxes that they're it's like well what are you gonna do
3: yeah and the and on that thread like thinking about the way that capitalism is so insidious in our life like we start learning not even realizing that we're learning about like capitalism and like productivity like even the idea of not being productive or, or what, like the idea of like rest is almost like revolutionary and it shouldn't be because like we're humans and we need rest, but like schools and in, in conjunction with capitalism, like teach us how to work within like a capitalistic society so, like, yeah, you need to bring work home with you.
0: Yeah, you need to. Yeah, work Monday all the time. through Friday, nine to yes. five.
3: Yes, like your value is based on like how productive you are, how much money you make, how well how you score on is. tests. Yes, how well you score on tests when your like credit score. Te- yes, 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 and like I feel like we all know somebody who was like that overachiever student and now they're an adult and they're like in a constant state of like existential crisis I feel like we all know that and it's because like school doesn't really prepare people to like for real be adults like just it just teaches us that like yeah like you get grades in school and then you have a lot of people who have like Attributed their value to how good their grades are. But like that's so sad,
0: right? Because then they come out here and they're like, I'm the best. I'm so good. And then you're like, oh, what in the world? What is this? (laughs) Or
3: you get a boss that like doesn't care that you think like that, and your boss is like, no, you're a sack of shit. And then you're like, hold on, but everyone's always told me that I'm like great and amazing. And I've always made good grades. So, like, why aren't you, like, giving me good grades? Like, why am I not? Why am I not getting a a raise
1: every year or getting time off? (laughs) Let me say this because this
0: is something that you do that I love, love, love is I love the empowerment that you give people. And I also love that you go, here is a job opportunity in the cannabis industry. You can do it send your resume, do it, go for it. Even if you don't think you qualify, like I love that. I love that about you. And I love that you like, yeah, that's yeah. Oh my God. I don't even know what to say. That's awesome. Well, that's what Every a green legacy is about.
1: Those. Right. So why don't you tell us about
3: yes. a green legacy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the name of my company is, which sounds so weird still <laughs> is a green legacy And uh, its entire purpose is to empower and support underrepresented cannabis entrepreneurs. What I have found in this first year of being in business and like actually doing this thing is that there's, I think there are a lot of different barriers that people are encountering. And the cannabis industry is particularly tricky because It's hard to figure out. It's not federally legal. Like you don't know like who could be a good partner, like who isn't? Like, how do I get money? How do I get funding for my business when we can't bank in traditional ways? And so what I'm finding through in this first year of like learning, listening to the market, seeing what issues people are dealing with, there's this huge piece where people are like, well. I already have a business and there are these like specific business needs that I'm trying to figure out. But then I'm also seeing this other piece that is focused on like, well, I don't actually know how to talk about myself. Like, maybe I have another job, or I'm actually looking to work in cannabis before actually going to business in cannabis, and I just don't know how to break into the industry. And so that's actually where that whole job piece that I've been doing for, I guess, about two months now has come from is a lot of questions that I get are like, how do I get into the cannabis industry? Like, I want to have my own business in the industry, but... I can't figure out how to even enter into it. I can't even figure out like who I need to talk to. I can't even figure out how to use like LinkedIn and self and promote myself. I'm not sure how to talk about myself and my skills, and so I get a lot of people who are who remind me of myself in ways where I've I've had three very distinctive careers in my like journey and I see a lot of people who feel like I exactly like I felt which was okay initially I was a teacher and I burned the fuck out and that's actually what brought me to cannabis and I was like I went to school for this like this is what I was supposed to love and and I do love the teaching part of it but I hate the bureaucracy part of it I do love the education piece and the impact that that has on people's lives but I hate the unrealistic expectations that are put on me by like my district or by my principal or whoever. And so like, there was that piece. And I remember feeling like I could not, I didn't have any other options. Like I have to be a teacher because that's what I went to school to do. And then once I got to the point where I was like, no, I, like, I I think I'm having a nervous breakdown. I need to leave. And I decided to leave. Then I went back to school and then I entered into a career in tech uh, within marketing and communications. And then I was there and I was like, okay, I actually like bits and pieces of this. And I can't believe that I somehow made this transition from being an educator and working in the education system. And now I'm working in tech and I'm doing marketing. And like, the only reason that I made that transition is because I taught to other people who had the career that I wanted. And like they gave me insight. And so then after that, after being in tech, I was like, well, I know that I really love cannabis. And I know that I actually miss teaching to some extent. And I know that this isn't what I want to do. But I know that this experience that I was having in marketing, I'm having it because it's leading me to something else. So let me just let the university thing thing, And so then I ended up in cannabis and I ended up in sales at Leafly. And then that happened and that role in particular, it was, I was in partnership sales. I spent months talking to hundreds of, of cannabis entrepreneurs who were like, I don't know what to do with my marketing. I don't know what to do with communications. Like, I don't know how I've even gotten to this point. But I love talking to people. So I'm like, tell me more about how you got into entrepreneurship. Because I knew that that was something that I wanted to do. And then I heard these stories where I'm like, hold up. You had no experience. You just went off on like white guy confidence. And you somehow- <laughs> Mediocre <laughs> oh, white
0: like- mediocre white guy confidence.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes. And you somehow like started this business and it's not doing terribly. And then I think that experience made me realize like, oh my gosh, if people who are constantly underrepresented or underestimated and they're marginalized, like if they could be privy to these stories of these people who are like somewhat mediocre, um, they would realize that they have so much more they are coming with so much more skill so much more perspective so much more of an understanding can i how say like this is it, yes, is, it is it is it is it like
0: is it isn't it interesting how like some of the smartest people and most like amazing people are so humble that they and then there's like these idiots out here who have never been the fucking i mean flying around with confidence being like, Oh, I can be in charge of this company. And then you're going like, really, bro, what are you, what are you doing here? If that guy can do that. Then surely, come on guys.
3: Surely you can do this And half the time. And and I feel like what I found is that like a lot of it is there are those people who come with a silver spoon. When we look at the billionaires of the world, they didn't start that through like pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. Right. Like, old money. They had generations. Right. Benefits. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: yeah. Uh huh. And
3: so I was like, man, if people could just be a part of these conversations that I'm having with these people in particular, like they would know that they could do any fucking thing. And for me, that's how it was. I was like, oh my God, I feel like I could do any fucking thing that I want to because I had these conversations with. Some of these people who I'm like, I don't even know how, I can't, I still can't figure out how you got here and you're so successful, but I'm asking you basic questions about your business and about like your industry and you can't tell me anything about it. And so that part was really helpful. I talked to a lot of people who are brilliant and smart. They've done great things and you can see it, Um, but I, talked to a lot of people who were not. And I talked to very few people. I talked to very few women in that time. I talked to very few black and brown people in that time. And it was that situation where I was like, damn, if we could just all like believe in ourselves just a little bit more, <laughs> then I feel like, like there are so many brilliant people out there that just don't realize like how wonderfully informed and ready for whatever they want to do. They don't realize how close they are to that. And like, god, even just the hunger that leap
1: of faith.
0: right or even just the yes. hunger of wanting to do something like you don't have to be, you don't have to have a degree like you if you really yes. really like something. I had seen oh my god, I saw this post today uh, I think it's like a a, a citizens of New York kind of like it's a TikTok where the guy he does photography and he captured mm-hmm. oh my god, it's just like everybody in New York is beautiful. So with <laughs> all these pictures. So he meets this guy. This guy walks up. This guy looks like something out of a magazine. He's got, you know, thrifted boots. He looks really cool. Kind of like mm-hmm. um what is this? Steampunk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like uh, a whole grill that he made out of like I don't know metal. He had like metal teeth, and he had he was a he he was a, a metal worker. Like he had he was a
3: what do they call that? Like a, what are, a blacksmith, like iron? a
0: blacksmith, right? Wow. So uh, he because he had really cool jewelry, and the jewelry he had on his hands, he was super eccentric, looked wild with um like he had a whole metal hand thing. So his and the guy was like, oh, what do you do? The guy's like, well, I make the grills. I make teeth for people. People like the fangs. And if people really are serious, like I'll cement them in for them if they want them permanent. So mm-hmm. he makes these and he's and then there's a part where he goes, I can't believe that I was able to take something that I loved doing and make like a business, like a like a random, yes. weird, something that's not heard of. and And I am literally this is what I do for a living. This is how I make my money. I make fucking cool teeth for people.
3: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And and I feel like there are so many people like that. And oftentimes we only see them once they become like really successful. Right. Yeah. But what I found is that most people, most companies, most of these things that we and people that we aspire to be, that has been like 10 years of work prior to us co- coming in contact with them. And so I think oftentimes I even have to remind myself of that is like these things, it takes time. It, oh it doesn't, God, it's yeah. not a situation where you're just like, yeah, you got a good idea and it just like comes together. Right. But my hope with A Green Legacy is that through the events that we do, through the programming that we do, through the community that we build, we're able to not only give people these skills that they actually need. Uh, For example, we didn't, our first event was focused on finding funding for your business. Then we did another one on getting into the cannabis industry. Then we did another one that was focused on getting PR for your business. And it's like, there are these skills that people need to learn about and they need, and there are these people out here who are willing to like open their playbook to us Um, but then there's also this internal piece of us that like has, that has to truly believe in ourselves, even when we don't feel like we're good enough and we just have to like have blind courage and blind, um, and blind confidence. And so that's something that's taken me like years to be able to do. And I can only thank my therapists that I've had in the past (laughs) and I currently have two, but also that experience at Leafly where I was talking to people who had, I was talking to quite a few people who had blind confidence and I was like, damn, oh, Okay, if you say so, Bill. <laughs>
0: Perspective, right? No, but like, it's yeah. always like you only know what you know until you know something else. Like you're only you're in this you're in this room until you find another door and you get into the next room. Because yes. so sometimes yes. you get into that room and you're like, damn man, I wish I would have been in this room earlier. I would have made a lot of <laughs> sense back there. Yes, yeah,
3: yeah, but you know what I found lately is that even though, cause I do a lot of that. I do a lot of, oh my gosh, I wish I had known this sooner. Like I wish, cause I would have done X, Y, and Z differently. But one is, one thing that my therapist said to me lately is she was like, Brittany, maybe this is just happening right on time. Like maybe if you had gotten that information back then, you still wouldn't have been doing the things that you're doing right now. Like maybe it would not have made as much of an impact as you think. And so I was like, okay, I mean, I guess you do make a point, (laughs) but it is that piece that I think we were talking about earlier around um, like our, our ego and like allowing ourselves to like we have to allow ourselves to not know everything. And we have to be comfortable with that. And there's a lot of comfort, there's a lot of, I think, power that comes from being just dis- being able to say, like, okay, I don't know a lot about this, so tell me more. Like asking questions and being able to do that. And that's very, very that's been very, very difficult. For me especially being a black woman who is typically who has been in a variety of careers where I have been the only in a room even thinking about you know my college days and my and growing up like I was usually one of the only or I was one of few people who people who were racialized like not even not Like there wasn't really even other people of other races. It was just like me and a bunch of white people or whatever. And so there was this constant peace where it's like, okay, I know that I'm gonna have to do a lot to prove myself. I know that I'm gonna have to do a lot in order to get people to feel that like I am knowledgeable and that I deserve to be in this room. Um, And so it made it very difficult to be able to lead with any level of vulnerability because it's like, oh, they're expecting me to fail. They're expecting like, I I know that because I am the only and I'm like this outlier that that puts me in a precarious situation. And so um, I think thinking about my career, it's been one where it's like.
0: Plus it's hard. It must be hard for you to like, and this is something that I like, I don't ever like when we have conversations and stuff, like as a person of color, if you're the only one in the room, it must also be hard because you're like, uh, I don't want to be like a representative of every person of my person. And it's like, God, such a fucking huge task because everyone's like, every time they need to understand, they need to have a question on diversity. Like all of the eyes you know, come to you and you're just like, ah. Ooh. Yeah.
3: Oh my God. And it's like, it's so much pressure. Yes. And, and, and it comes to a, a point where it's like, I know I was raised with, I was raised by parents who, you know, they had experienced having to kind of contort themselves to, fit in to advance, or not even to fit in, but to advance within their careers, within their life, blah, blah, blah. And it is one of those things where it's like, it's so much pressure feeling like you have to be a representative of everyone. And it's so hard to convince yourself that you don't actually have to do that, even if other people are putting that pressure on you. Right. And so
0: it's there. It's yeah. they, they need to also have the pressure of like seeking outside sources and having more than just you as a friend, or you know what I mean?
3: Yes. Yet. And you know what? And I feel like one of the biggest, one thing that was just so helpful to me, especially around, especially when George Floyd was first murdered, was again, I, I was raised in the burbs and. Luckily, I had wonderfully strong black people around me that made it so that that experience is being like the only one of the only people within your school, within you know, your day-to- day environment. It made it so that I didn't have to lose parts of myself in that in, in, in that environment. But I remember even being a high schooler, uh, even being early in college, spending exhausting so much energy trying to educate the people around me and so being like okay well if you have a question about this and I'm about to spend a lot of energy telling you everything that I know about this and giving you resources and blah 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 and one of the most beautiful things that happened when George Floyd passed and all of of this uprising happened and and White people in particular were like, "Oh my gosh, like, what can we do?" Was being able to tell people, "If you want my expertise, if you want me to educate you, if you want me to use my own um, my own experiences, which are rooted in trauma, which are rooted in all of these negative experiences that have helped me become, you know, this insightful person that you're now trying to." mine for information, then you need to run me my coins, honey, because I am not doing that work for free. So if you want that, then that is what we're talking about. So Judy from high school or Rebecca, all of these names I'm making up, do not come into my DMs trying to ask me for resources and all sorts of things, because there are activists, there are researchers who have been doing this work for years upon years. And They're easy to find. They're very easy to find. You know how to use the internet. And if you would like to talk to me more about this, then here is my fee. So run me my coins. Thank you. And good
0: day. All right. And that was our interview. Uh, You can can find Brittany on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or what is that? Yeah, Yeah, Twitter. At Natural Bree. That's B-R-I-I. And then also on Instagram and Facebook, uh, follow her company page, which is at a green legacy. And um, her company Twitter Twitter is at a underscore green legacy. Uh, Really fun to talk to her. We love seeing her post. Um, Please check her out. Sponsors, thank you so much. Um, Special thank you to our patrons. Like we said earlier in the show, become a patron for early access to our episodes, additional full content. Full uncut
1: episodes.
0: Full uncut episodes. that <laughs> are usually over two hours I that know. are cut
1: down to a half hour I to an hour sometimes. Yeah.
0: Depending on. Depending on the. Yeah. <laughs> on the interview. Um, we have Zoom smoke sessions. You know, field trips.
1: Vacation. <laughs>
0: and so much more. Be, please become a patron. And for all of our current patrons. We're actually thank doing a Zoom
1: sesh. With our patrons this weekend on the 11th.
0: Okay, excellent. <laughs> um. So, yeah, if you want, become a patron so you can have Zoom sessions with us. Some of our patrons include.
1: Oh, Yanni, Destiny, Lauren, Jesse, Christy, April, Shelby, Denise, Liza. I think it's two Natalies. I'm not sure if it's the same. Natalie, Natalie.
0: I think it's the same one. Natalie,
1: please. Please. Clarify for us.
0: (laughs) Meredith.
1: Meredith, Terry, Terry
0: and Angelina. Angelina. Thank you guys so much. We have so much fun with you guys. Hey, y'all. Subscribe, rate, review, and share our content. We love you. Go share some love. Go to PotsmokyMoms.com. Bye. Bye.